persuasion i'm your host amanda starling here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism diy and of course the music i hope you're all staying safe and healthy and staying connected in the safest way possible i know we're all going through so much with this new wave of covid19 a lot of areas are getting hit kind of hard um whether it's like our workloads or our ability to connect with the ones that we love it's not easy existing right now i know for a lot of folks and I know it's been hard for me and many friends that I miss so much, but, you know, we're still staying connected virtually through Zoom calls, through Twitch, through whatever technology we have, and we're very slowly but inching toward a vaccine. I've been finding myself kind of occupying my time by dreaming up plans uh, instead of New Year's resolutions, <laughs> and I know it's kind of early for that, but that's where I'm at. Um... Just as a little motivation whenever I'm feeling a little bit down or whenever I start to miss somebody, you know. Um, when I miss a friend, I'll be like, hey, um, so I'll come see you when it's safe, for example, or vice versa. So kind of being able to think along those lines and starting to kind of like shape together what the future may eventually look like. Um, yes, it'll be very different, but that kind of helps in a way to kind of parse that together. And like, even when you just have those conversations about like, hey, I'm really excited to be able to see you and your dog or something like that. It just, it helps. It really helps to just kind of think in that way and start to look ahead instead of in this kind of moment that we kind of feel stuck in. Looking ahead can kind of feel better. 
So I hope you're staying in touch virtually with the ones you love and um, you're looking ahead as best as you can. It's not easy right now, I know. So I know I keep saying this every week, but I just want everybody to have at least somebody in the air telling them that it's going to be okay eventually and that, you know, we're going to move forward and things will be better. Not immediately, but they will be. So um, this is me sending that love to you all. Um, so I've been finding some joy and escape in this week's guest, Ganser. Um, I'm joined by Nadia, who is one of the songwriters in the Chicago band that draws from so many different styles of music that they've truly crafted something that is very much their own. Um, Nadia and I talked about so much in this chat from the creative community in Chicago, which I miss very dearly, um, on my list of places to go after uh, COVID is done, um, to filming music videos, to everything that they've been able to accomplish this year, including the songwriting that shaped Ganser's new record, Just Look at That Sky. So with that, let's hear more from Ganser, and then uh, we'll chat with Nadia.
welcome Nadia to Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. How are things going in Chicago? Hey, um, things are going how <laughs> as uh, as good as I guess they they can be in a in a very populated area during a global pandemic. <laughs> um, but no, things are going all right. Um, yeah. Hello, thanks for having me on. <laughs> of course, you're doing okay staying safe and healthy through all this very unusual year. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I'm I am back to work. I work on a film set. Um, so that's been a lot of trial and error. And uh, I, you know, I get tested a lot um, just for the safety of our entire crew. We have testing regularly. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been, you know, I've had a lot of anxiety. I've had a lot of, um, I've been, I've been really careful about my mental health and I'm trying to stay on top of that because it is a lot. And even though I feel very fortunate that me, that for me personally, you know, I'm, I'm not dealing with something as bad as I feel like other people might be dealing with during this time. Um, you know, I have financially, I'm, eh, <laughs> you know, fine you know i'm not you know i don't like healthy i'm healthy i'm like don't worry about food or shelter so i feel i feel blessed in that way but at the same time yeah it's like it's it's rough but uh yeah i feel feel okay that's so today. good to hear that you're able to like you know manage your own needs and stuff and keep in mind ways to kind of make sure you're staying mentally healthy through all this because it's been taxing i feel like for all of us no matter like to what background you have where you are positioned even economically some folks obviously have it a lot harder but you know whatever you can do to kind of stay mentally mentally strong or it, even in just present in itself is an accomplishment to me right now definitely I mean I think it is you know it's such a problem that mental health is sort of not really taken seriously as much as it should be and I think that at least I've been seeing a lot of articles and media paying attention to the idea of like how should you feel in this time and like I don't know making it feel a little bit more normalized and I think there's a lot of opportunity for people to feel very like ashamed of what's going on in their life because we live in such a like you know go 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 kind of society where product like productivity is is seen as so important but I don't know like and some people thrive in these kind of situations, but a lot of other people don't. And, you know, and I, and I think having, you know, reminders like that, it's however you feel is valid and okay. And this is not a normal time and this is hard. And if you feel bad about it, that's not, I don't know, that's not something to feel ashamed of. And I think that that's, um, just something that I've, I've had to sort of be reminding myself, like, it's okay that I'm not like writing my next novel or like writing another album you know, right now. Right. So, no, yeah. I think you've done a lot this year already, honestly, between your job and releasing this really awesome record with Ganser this year. So, I mean, you're doing great. Thank you. <laughs> sometimes you all need that little reminder of like, you're doing great. Don't. Thank you. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm my own worst critic as I think a lot of people can, can relate to that. It's hard. Absolutely. I know. I know I can relate to that for sure. How have you been kind of taking care of yourself actually through all of this? Is there any like little thing you do in your day or something you make a point to do throughout the week that just kind of helps 
Um, well, for, for me, I'm someone who, uh, who struggles with pretty severe anxiety and depression. Mm. Um, so during the beginning of the pandemic, um, I, I took like in March, I lost my job, like my, my show kind of like the show I work on went dark and most filming stopped in Chicago mm -hmm. in general. So I pretty much was out of work for like, I don't know, almost, I was almost out of work for about six months and, um, during like, well, I guess that's a little less than six months, but, um, it's just, so like right away, I was just sort of like, okay, I know these things I'm, a, I'm in my thirties at this point. I know, you know, I know what my mental health, I know what to kind of expect with my mental health. And I know that some of these drastic changes and stressful situations can affect me really negatively. And I'm very, um, I try to be very proactive about that. Um, so I, you know, got in touch with my therapist and my, like, and my, um, like the guy who described, who prescribes my <laughs> medication and I like, talked about it with them a little bit and like came up with like, a um, with a plan, uh, which involved a little bit more of everything, mm -hmm. um, for at least a little bit like that. Now I'm kind of back to where I was before because I'm back at work and things have sort of normaled off a little bit and I've. I've kind of gotten used to it a bit, but it, um, but I think that, yeah, like there's, I don't know when you have a, a problem that doesn't go away like that, I feel like being able to sort of accept it and figure out ways to be proactive about your health, mental or physical, mm -hmm. um, is so valuable during these times when things are so uncertain. And obviously I'm very lucky to have insurance and be able to do those things. Um, I think everyone should be able to have that kind of stuff at their disposal, but obviously we live in a country where that's not true. So, um, but yeah, that, and then otherwise I like, I don't know, I, I try to do a lot of writing. I do a lot of journaling. I do a lot of, I do a lot of like, you know, <laughs> yoga, which I know can sound a little, I don't know, doesn't work for everybody, but for me, like being physically active is a really important part of my mental stability as well like it's not really about trying to like it's like not about like wanting to like build muscle lose weight it's more like I need to build these chemicals in my body and my brain so that I feel like a normal person <laughs> like, <laughs> you know and like the bonus of like having you know feeling overall healthy is like is also good so that's kind of like what I what I do I guess Just, you know whatever I can basically whatever works that's so awesome that you have those things that you know you can turn to whether it's like maintaining your mental health with having like going to therapy and stuff and having those resources as well as being able to do kind of little things like the journaling and the yoga and stuff. Those are sometimes like the, I need something immediately to help get my, get all the chemicals in my brain back up again, kind of thing. And that's good that you have those kind of practices in place. Yeah. And I think that there's, that's again, something that I think people are like, oh, yo, like if people get really weird about that stuff sometimes, or it's like, totally don't tell me to go do it. Like, it's not going to solve your problems, but like figuring out a way for you to like giving yourself a moment. Sometimes all we need is to buy ourselves a little bit of time. Right. To just be able to sort of realize what's going on around us because sometimes our, our minds and our, and everything can just feel so loud and intense, at least for me, that sometimes just taking a moment to just like do nothing but focus on my breathing is all the, it's just like that time is just so valuable to be able to be like, okay. And now maybe I can take on this other bigger stuff. You know, it's not going to make you feel, it's not going to solve your problems for sure, but it definitely, um, 
I don't know, just gives you some space. It gives you definitely that space and just even that little reset or just moment. And that's yeah. so good that, you, that you're able to do that stuff. I do a lot of the same thing. So it's great to hear right. that you have those kind of practices too. Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> good. I'm glad it works for you as well. That's good to hear. Yeah, totally. Um, so I'm stoked to talk to you, of course, about all things Ganser, but I kind of want to hear a little bit about you first as a musician. Tell me about how you first began to play music. Well, um, I have this joke where it's like I've tried to quit music a lot of times in my life and it just never really <laughs> sticks um, <laughs> because I'm not I don't feel like I was ever really a, um, I'm not like a like a savant I'm not like an uh, like a naturally very super talented musician I'm a very impatient person I'm a very like I tried to learn the guitar when I was a kid and it, I was just like fuck this like, it's too many like can I swear yes you can yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I don't know. I just, I feel like there are so many times where I picked up something and it didn't quite stick and blah, 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 you know, yeah. as a kid, of course, being just like having no patience. And, um, but, uh, I've always saying I've always had music in my life in one, one way or another, um, uh, in high school, I picked up the bass and that stuck. Uh, well, I was in like, I did orchestra and I played like viola a bit in high school or like when I was much younger. Um, and, you know, I really loved that instrument and the bass kind of had a similar, similar note structure. So I was like, oh, like I'm, this is like cooler, um, <laughs> <laughs> which I mean, not, I mean, it, that's me at the time. Now I think that viola is awesome and bass is awesome. It's like, there's no, like, you know, nothing's cooler than anything else. But um, as a teenager, I was like, oh, I play the bass now. And so that I picked that up and um, that became an instrument that I just really loved and I was in a band throughout high school. Um, and then I went to college and I went to a visual arts college um, in Chicago and that like, uh, that kind of packed away my, my musical stuff for a while. Like I didn't really, like I would, I met people in the music community within Chicago and I kind of did like little things here and there where I would sing on someone's album or I'd do, like I would just, I would like uh, just guest here and there and like fill in and, and help my friends and, and do musical things with them. But um, I don't know, then I kind of really got into the idea of like audio experimentation and like synthesizers and, and you know, like, what can you, what can you make music with? Like really old school, like, um, like if you think about like the really old school, like uh, Einster Zende, Nori Batten, Einster Zende, Novan, I can never say the, um, name right and my allergies are bad so it's especially bad today but people probably know who I'm talking about or just this idea where you can like bang on shit or like record something and then put it through a filter like that sort of experimentation was something very much that appealed to me so like I kind of kept doing that kind of experimenting and and uh stuff like that um and, you know, Alicia was a much better bass player than me. So she ended up, <laughs> so when we formed, when we decided to form, uh, to make music together, I was like, well, I really, I'm really excited about, I'd been playing bass since like, you know, on and off since high school. So for me, it was kind of like, I kind of was like more excited about doing something new. Mm -hmm. um, and plus, like I said, she just was a naturally better bassist than I, than I am. Um, and uh, so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to learn how to play the keyboard and do synth stuff. And I'm, I'm going to focus on, on that more. And, and we kind of like both started writing in that way. Um, and in terms of lyrics, uh, I write poetry. And I think that that just sort of lent itself 
to like lyric writing in that way. Um, and I kind of, that's something I had done earlier when I was in my high school band as well. Like just uh, me or the other person in the band, the other singer in the band would, um, we'd really bring our poems and we'd like go through our poems. And that's kind of what we still do. Like what I do in Ganser as well with like everyone else. Like we all kind of, mostly um, Alicia and I, but like Charlie's definitely put in some like some um, lyrics as well. And we just kind of suss through it and figure out how to do that. But this is sort of, so that's a, a very long-winded ex explanation of my music history. That's so awesome. And it's kind of neat to me that you've kind of had this um, interest in like collaborating, especially lyrically and stuff since high school and stuff. Cause I feel like that's something that your band does very naturally. It seems like is having like this really rich poetry and stuff that you all are clearly working together on. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I think I've always like, I really enjoy working collaboratively. I think on my own, um, I can certainly do things, but I get very distracted. Um, I'm someone who I can like, I'll like, sit down to do something and then I'll be doing, I'll just in an hour, I'm doing something completely different. It's just, I think, I think working collaboratively is a good way for me to be able to like have other people that make it, that make it easier for me to sort of like focus on the task what I need to be doing and like people to work with and you know problem solving in a group and to me that's um I don't know I just it's much it's a much more fulfilling art practice for me <laughs> I love that and that's good because it helps with like keeping you like driven motivated accountable all of that that's really important for being in a band too totally yeah especially our band we're <laughs> really we have like spreadsheets. It's a business. It is literally a business now, but um, I, like, it's just, it's one of, it, it is, it's, it's serious work. It's another career that doesn't pay anything. But it's... <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, I'm kind of curious, did you have any like artists or musicians or even like poets that you like that you feel like have helped like motivate you and push you musically? Yeah, um, I think definitely with poets, I, you know, listen, like reading poets, like um, there's one, like Williams, Carlos Williams, one of my favorites. Um, I always loved just his, I loved his, his voice that was very much like relatable. It's not, I don't know. I like, I, I think that that's kind of where I try to go. It's like beautiful yet relatable and mm -hmm. not I think sometimes um, language can get a little, I don't know, it can, it can be a little hard to reach. It can mm -hmm. feel a little distant for people sometimes when they're reading, especially with poetry, people go into this language that isn't necessarily uh, common speak. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, that's not really something I've ever really been super interested in doing, um, at least not as an adult. I really enjoy have, I really enjoy the idea of using language that's very accessible mm -hmm. and making it beautiful or making it interesting. And I think that that like poets like Williams, Carlos Williams or, or and, uh, Luis Gluck is another one I really love are people who I have sort of looked at as like, oh, this is, you know, what I want to be doing um, in terms of like the language I'm using and the writing um, and with music. Uh, I just, I really, I used to listen to a lot of, um, I used to listen to a lot of Smashing Pumpkins, which is 
partially oh shoot I realized there's a poster right there. <laughs> that poster came it came with me in the trunk of my car <laughs> when I moved to Chicago like a long long time ago um so it's really funny because I'm not actually a huge Dragon Pumpkins fan anymore like really but but when I was younger I feel like there was this there's this band who just kind of doesn't really fit a genre they sort of did whatever they wanted and I think that that was really great and I and I know that they're not the only ones who've done that because like also you know obviously there's like bands like Sonic Youth and, and other bands that have really gone in those directions where they're really experimental and that and then I listened to a lot of like skinny puppy and bands like that when I was um, a little older and I think you know that even further pushed this idea of experimentation and like I don't know it really moved me into that towards that idea of like you can make music any way that you want to like if you have an idea there's no real limit to what you're able to produce like other than your your own your own limitations you know so um I think that's uh probably the the most concise way I can put it obviously <laughs> there are many things I'm very influenced by film very influenced by like you know literature and things like that but it's I think those are the ones that maybe I could like stick in my head like right in this moment so. that's awesome I like how much variety there is to uh your influences in that way because to me it's like it's great that you have kind of that um interest in being creative and not being limited to like genre or any particular direction or sound but then you also have the idea too of making sure in a sense with the poets that you enjoy and stuff it's like common speak and making sure it's accessible and people understand what you're trying to tell them through your music and stuff and I feel like that's something that's really unique about your band is you're able to push a lot of creative boundaries but at the same time everything that you're saying and doing it's stuff that I feel like a lot of us can very easily latch on to. So that's really neat to hear. Those are kind yeah. of the things that kind of help shape some of that. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, and obviously I'm very influenced by my bandmates as well. We're, we're four very different people. And I think that um, that makes everything so much richer. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, speaking of your bandmates, tell me a little bit about how like Ganser first kind of came together, your origin story. I know that y'all met, I guess like in like, art school and stuff, which is pretty cool. Can you yeah. talk about that? Well, really just Alicia and I, we kind of met, we were, we were sort of in our, we met after art school because we both went to the same art school, but we were in different departments. So we never really, we had like one, one interaction that neither of us really remember that well, I guess, like we we're in an elevator, we we're both wearing the same boots and I was like, nice boots. And she was like, what? <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Cause she, I was a very put together person and I was a ragamuffin of a depression at the time. Um, like, so yeah, I, I don't, don't blame her if she wasn't, she was fine. She was, wasn't unfriendly. I, I don't want to paint her being that way, but I was very much like a, not someone who, who I think anyone would want to talk to at that point. But, um, but after college, we sort of met out of, I crashed like one of, there was like a birthday party going on. I crashed that party and like, we were, we sort of started talking and hanging out and, um, and, uh, became friends and had a lot of common interests. And then one, well, I think it was like 2014, we were just like, the winter was so long and cold. And I was like, kind of feeling, we both were in creative 
jobs, but we were feeling very um, fulfilled by those creative jobs. So I was, and I was kind of like, you know, it's been a long time since I've done like anything musically that really like, I was doing work with other people's projects and I just was really unfulfilled by it. And I was just like, you know, I, I think, I think it might be time to start I don't know. And I knew that she was playing bass on her own. And I was like, I think this would might be a good way to like start working on music again in a way that's actually fulfilling. Um, and then a couple of years later, um, we needed a drummer. Like Brian found us, the drummer, Brian, he found us at a show. Um, and he was like, hey, if you ever want like to play with a real drummer, because at the time we played to like recorded backing tracks, he's like, let me know. I'd be happy to work with you, which we were so lucky because he's so good um and then charlie we found on craigslist um and he is to this day my favorite craigslist find <laughs> that's so awesome yeah. that y'all were able to come together that way and such um what was it about writing and playing with alicia that kind of felt more fulfilling than what you were able to kind of get creatively at the time because i feel like sometimes there's a special bond that you can find with like another musician it's just like yeah this is what i want to be doing yeah, I think with her, it was, it was a lot of like, she's someone with follow through, honestly. And, and, you know, we were already friends. We had common interests. Um, you know, there, we had ideas, like, even if we're not always like totally seeing eye to eye on everything creatively, it does seem like we're always kind of on the same track. Like we're always sort of having the same thoughts about like what we want to be working on or what, where we want to go. And I think with her, it was just um like with her I knew I I had found someone who would I don't know who would be able to like actually follow through on this because being in a band and doing that kind of stuff is something that takes work and it takes follow through and if one person isn't willing to like go there then I know that I'm someone who will probably just like be like okay bye <laughs> like you know so um it was it was a lot of that too like I just knew I knew that like we would both be able to like put in the work to make this happen. And, and like, to this day, it's still, you know, we're both very hard workers and, and it definitely shows. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And um, I can tell through your music and the way that y'all kind of present yourselves, even online and stuff that you do put a lot of thought into everything that you do and everything you even wanted to say, whether it's in your music or beyond that too. Yeah, everything we try to be very intentional and very, um, I don't know, just very calculated about everything we do um, because we we always want to present ourselves and our band exactly how we want to be. We want to be able to communicate most effectively, and I think the way to do that is to have a plan. That's awesome. Speaking of kind of like putting together that kind of plan and stuff. I want to learn a little bit from you about uh, how you started to shape your sound as a band, because I feel like there's so many different things going on within it. So much texture, so much energy and thought that clearly goes into that because, you know, there are moments where you do clearly play with noise and different unique scents and things that you put into it. But then like the structure of it is just so unique. I I would not know what genre to put y'all in at this point. And not that I would want you to, but how, how do you describe your sound? Um, it's really, I mean, it's kind of, I guess people, we've sort of started to try to put like art punk, art rock kind of in there because the idea of like 
putting the word art in there sort of elevates it <laughs> to this <laughs> level of like, um, but really it's playful. It's experimentation. It's like, it's, it's not, it's being able to sort of have an idea and chase it and have other people there to be like, um, yes or no. Cause like, it's just, I don't know. It's also not being super precious about any particular idea. It's like, if you have an idea and you chase it and it doesn't work, you have three other people that will be like, no, don't, we're not doing that. Um, <laughs> but on the other hand, you have people who will be like, that's great. Let's do this. I have input. Like, you know, it's, it's, so I think it is that it's a lot of being able to like run with something, play with things, have, have that. Um, and also I think having, like I said, like four different people who have different influences, who have different, uh, different knowledge, different talents, um, being able to bring it in. And that's, that's another thing too, like utilizing like everybody's talents to be able to make something happen, make some vision happen. Um, so I think that's also part of it as well. And like, we have a big age, age range too in our band and that, that also like, influences how things go so that's so awesome and it's great that each of you kind of come in with your own like skills talents areas that influence you and such because I feel like that's part of what shapes your sound to be so special to me as a listener um with all that in mind tell me a little bit about your songwriting process how do how do songs come together for you all um most of the time uh we someone comes with some sort of a formed idea and we like, we'll listen to it. We'll think about like what, you know, they'll, they'll reach out. If someone has an idea, they'll reach out to someone else who they think could add to it. Or um, it's all very collaborative. So there's been times where, I don't know, Alicia's sort of brought this like really great piece of music. and been like, I don't know, put some lyrics to this. Or I've been like, Hey, I'm trying to write, some words for this song and and I just don't like could you could you help me can we like sit down and like go over it or um there's been times where like Brian and I have like sat and been able to like write out something really great or Alicia and Charlie have like gone and like come up with some like wild like guitar line that kind of goes with it's just it's that sort of um collaborative nature it, and everybody everybody contributes everybody has has a part in it but usually it does start out with like some kind of idea, some kind of thought or concept. A lot of the time things are conceptual because Alicia and I come from that like visual art background. We'll be like, okay, well, this song is sort of, you know, those moments where you are feeling this way or that way. And like, what does that sound like? I guess is, an, is also another huge way that that's a huge part of the process as well. Like the idea of like, what is the concept behind this? What is the feeling or intention behind this song? Um, yeah, so. <laughs> that's in a, in a large nutshell that's what it is <laughs> I love that though that you kind of especially have that focus on like the intention or like the theme or whatever whatever it is that you're trying to really convey here and stuff that kind of focus I think is probably why I feel like your music and your lyrics always pair so perfectly it feels like when it comes to like conveying a mood or conveying an experience or whatever it is you're trying to really say there it I never doubt what you're trying to say within your music and I think that's really cool like I don't have any question of like this is the feeling that you're meant to experience from it, you know? And that's really cool. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much. That's great to hear. I'm <laughs> glad that people are, are getting it. 
Absolutely. Um, I am so excited about this record that you dropped this year. Just look at that sky because to me, I kind of got this experience of like grinning in the darkness was the vibe that I got from it of like, you know, you you're, you're pushing through really challenging moments and stuff or like experience or even feelings and such. And I thought that was something that was really powerful. And I kind of want to find out from you, how did this record come together? Tell me about that. Well, after Odd Talk, um, after that whole campaign of our first album, Odd Talk was over, um, we were already kind of starting to put together ideas and concepts for what the next album was going to look like. And I think we were, at least for a lot of us, we were, we were each ind- individually in our own periods of like some kind of transition in our lives or figuring out like, I don't know, figuring out more of who we were and as a band as individuals and I think that really informed one of the writing when we were were going into making just look at that sky because we were sort of thinking about you know things things felt pretty intense even then um in the world and especially for you know people who who were like a lot of us don't really necessarily I don't know fit in or feel like we fit in very much into like into the world as it is right now. And I think that that can um, create a lot of turmoil within yourself. And I, and that's sort of where we were going with that as well. Um, and, you know, we recorded the first part of it, like we wrote, we wrote a big chunk of it and recorded it. And then we, kind of spent some time listening to those songs and figuring out what we wanted, like what we were missing, what we thought we needed, like, you know, do we need another song that sounds kind of like mellower? Do we need something, you know, what, what does this song need? We sort of, we sat with the material for a little bit and then finished um, the rest of the album, like recorded that. And um, afterwards we had this pile of songs and we had to figure out what to do with it all (laughs) because we also released an EP, like, you know, not, not soon before, um, we, re- we released uh, You Must Be New Here. And that was all kind of part of that, like parsing out like what was, what sort of went where and what was gonna like serve the EP and what was gonna serve the album. And like, I know, I think we, we made some really, and you know, um, Mia Clark was, was there for a lot of that process to help us sort of like sort through that stuff, you know, from, uh, she was our producer on the album. and. And um, that was super helpful to have a, like someone outside of the band sort of be like, I, you know, this, this makes sense. Yes. You know, like mm-hmm. this, this is how it should be. So that was um, sort of where, where that went. And then the visual side of it, cause I feel like every album for us, is not just like music. There's also a ton of visuals that go along with it. There's music right. videos. Um, and I don't know if you were going to, that was like another thing you were going to ask. So I don't need to get into that just yet if you're not ready. <laughs> But um, yeah, um, that's amazing. There's so much going on here within this record. And I do like how visually strong this record is too. That was something that stood out to me with all the videos that you put together. It's that intentionality, I think, coming through because you're clearly trying to tell um, at the very least artful stories for each of these songs too. And that was really brilliant. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, it really, it really was that's always part of it. That's always a consideration of like, how are we going to visually bring this about? Because our albums 
are, I don't know, it's always, we're trying to see it as like a cohesive project. There's visuals, there's audio, um, there's design, like the design that Alicia does for the album is just, it was beautiful. She did such a, such an amazing job with it um, as usual, but like, <laughs> she's just so talented. So um, yeah. And the videos were just like a, another part of that, another collaborative piece where we able to work with um, local artists and local like film folks. And that was just, it's always awesome um, to be able to make those things a reality, especially when you do have limitations. We're not like, a, we're not, we don't have a ton of money to get this stuff done, um, but being able to do it and do it to the quality and standard that we hold for ourselves um, is always, it always feels like an accomplishment at the end. That's so awesome because it's like you have such a rich artful community in Chicago to be able to draw from and stuff and I'm sure from the friendships that you probably made while you were in school as well as like you know just being within that scene in Chicago too it's got to help so much for you to be able to like lean into different people who can help you bring your visions to life. Yeah, I mean, Chicago is, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine doing the kind of work we do in any other city. And maybe that's me being biased or just not knowing, but like, to me, um, Chicago is such an unpretentious uh, community of artists and creatives who are really just there to want to help each other. Because I feel like there's this, there's this feeling in Chicago where it's like, you know, we want to the tide wants to bring everyone up together we don't want to like you know no one is trying to like swim to the top without anyone else like I think you know at least it doesn't feel like that at least you know that does that's not it's something that seems to be very rewarded here in the community it's like you know everyone everyone wants to you know obviously you do have to like focus on what you're doing most but um to be able to like you know have someone I don't know like our our friend's was like trying to learn how to do video. So she, she's a super talented photographer and she was trying to like work on video stuff. So she shot one of our music videos for Odd Talk and that was oh, beneficial wow. to both of us. You know, like it was that kind of stuff. Or like if, as long as trying to figure out a way that we can all work together in a way to benefit each other and I, or like trading and things like that. Um, it's just a lot, of, a lot of the way things work. So, you know, I don't know, I feel very lucky. I think Chicago is an awesome city to be an artist in right now. I love that so much. You know, I've been to Chicago twice and it's my favorite city in the country, hands down for that reason, because you can just feel that going into any space, honestly. It's uh, it's fantastic. Whether you go to like one of the shows or you're just kind of experiencing any of the culture that's there and stuff, you get to really just feel that embrace and that kind of uh, effort that people have toward like helping each other it's not, it's great whenever you succeed, but you're bringing people up with you the way that you just described. That's what I hear the most consistently from people that I speak to from that scene. Well, good. I'm glad, I'm glad it's not just me who feels that way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <a> great rep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I mean, yeah, we're all, I feel like we're all very fortunate. Um, even during this time, it's hard, but I think that we all find creative ways to make it work. Absolutely. Um, if you don't mind, I want to dig into a couple of my favorite songs on this record because there were so many that I feel like just blew me away. So I had to narrow it down to a couple. Um, but uh... oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was well, hard. <laughs> thank you, well, thank you 
so much. That's so nice to hear. Um, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, I fell in love with Projector because of the mood that it just immediately set. It felt like for me where you're kind of like stuck living in this like climate of catastrophes and living in a space where you just feel kind of locked in because that's just a mood I feel like a lot of us have been living in for a long time and it's amplified, especially right now. Um, tell me a little bit about putting together this song and what it meant for you. Um, so Projector is one of those ones where I was uh, charged to figure it, to like write, put some words to some music um, in a concept that, um, that I was brought by, by the rest of the band. They were like, okay, well, here's this concept, here's this idea, but we think that you should write words for it. And so I was like, all right. Um, so I was thinking about it and I was thinking their concept was sort of like the idea of someone who is very um, kind of, the way I interpreted it was someone who was sort of like drinking their own Kool-Aid a little, a little bit like detached, a little like, you know, very, you know, not, not quite understanding that like the world doesn't revolve around them or their concepts or ideas. Um, and then to me, I sort of like went down a little bit of a rabbit hole with that. And it just so happened that during that time when I was writing the lyrics, I was also, I went to, I had the opportunity to go to some event where um, a famous person was talking to a group of people and everybody had like sort of paid to be there. I, I didn't pay to be there, but like, I, <laughs> but they were just like, kind of just talking. That was it. It's like, come, it's like an evening with so-and-so and, -so and just there wasn't really any it just seemed I'm like what are you what's the point of this like where what are it just seemed like it was a lot of like my ideas here are things that you should do to make your life better and it just sort of like I don't know the whole time I was like taking notes because I was like oh this is kind of exactly what this song is about yeah. um, so that helped um and then I and then I also sort of started thinking about like okay well sometimes we're all that person yeah. every now and then. And what is that like? What is that, you know, what's the idea of that? So it's also like turning it in on yourself and sort of seeing those, those maybe downfalls in yourself where you aren't, you're not quite seeing the bigger picture. You're not quite understanding that your experience does not equal everyone else's experience. And, and I think it, um, that also really informed in the lyrics as well. And just that, that voice of like, kind of having having like a self-awareness but also like a, a lot of like it's not even it's not even like necessarily it doesn't feel like an ego because it's not even aware of, of itself enough to be an ego it's like being self-aware and then completely unself-aware at the same time yeah so um that was sort of where I went with that and with the lyric video for that one I that was sort of like I was like well obviously a TED talk is where we want to go I loved that, by the way. It was so good because I feel like it was almost a, um, a visual representation to me of that line in particular. It's like, let's reset our theories and how we'd known so much better. Like, yeah, to, yeah. Way, I felt like the way that you presented yourself and kind of acted out that presentation and stuff was so interesting to me because it's like it totally leaned into those moments of like blissfully unaware ego kind of thing that you're kind of describing here. Mm -hmm. And then the way it ends, so spoiler for everybody listening, it pans to like that empty audience, basically. There's nobody there. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was such a cool, meaningful storytelling right there because it's like, 
yeah, this is exactly it because you're so confident in this thing that you are so locked in mentally to find out that nobody's listening. There's no one there absorbing everything that you're kind of throwing at us as an, as a viewer and stuff was so cool. And I feel like it captured that song so beautifully. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that you felt that way. Um, yeah, that's sort of, I mean, that, that, yeah, that really is what that song is about to me. Um, but I, you know, uh, I don't feel like there's ever any wrong interpretation of anything in, in terms of art um, that you put out into the world. But for me, that was my intention with it um, or our intention with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's it's such a great song. And I always like hearing more of the stories behind like the intentions for certain songs too, because then it's like, okay, I have my understanding of it. Let me go back and hear it again. And it just continues to build on that, you know? Totally. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's awesome. It, and I think sometimes it's cool with, with music because there are things that you, you could like have listened to a song for years and still hear something new in it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, what's beautiful about music or at different points in your life, things mean different things to you. Like, I don't know, has anybody in their thirties listened to return of Saturn? <laughs> <laughs> Like, again, I know we listened to it when we were younger, but can we like listen to it again and really listen to it again? <laughs> like, the, for example, um, you know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but not to not to go completely off base. <laughs> talk about no doubt, but. No, that's a thing, though, because I feel like um, you hear different things in music as you listen to it at different points in your life as well as different moods that you might be having sometimes I will understand a song completely differently based off of what I'm thinking and feeling in that moment and then when I listen to it even like the next day I'm in a different headspace than I was yesterday so I'm going to feel something completely different than I did the previous time you know yeah and isn't that wonderful isn't it great that's the best part of music (laughs) yeah for sure um another track that I fell in love with was emergency equipment and exits because in particular, that sound texture that goes throughout this. To me, I had moments where I felt like I was in kind of like this 80s sci-fi show because of just the way that the songs were just like, parts of the song just felt so layered and so intricate and like so otherworldly. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to hear about what it was like working on this song too. Um, emergency Equipment and Exits was... Uh... So there, that song just has so many layers to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes through so many changes just throughout the course of the, like, I think it's like an over, like almost a five minute song or something like that. Um, and just the way everything came together with it was really, it just, it seemed to sort of come together really quickly. Um, uh, Alicia did a lot of the writing on that one in terms of like lyrics. And um, I think... Yeah, I think it, it, it kind of, it came together really quickly for, for how much is in it. But then we kind of, there were other layers added to it. Like the, that like synth intro where like that kind of goes along with the bass in the, in the beginning. Um, that was something that like I sort I threw together. I was like, you know, they were like, we need something that sort of feels a little like, you know, a little eerie, but also has the, like the, um, the right, tempo in it and I was like okay yeah or I I'll do some things I'll put some noises together there was like so much and I think there's like a part of it where I'm just like literally just recording putting pulling uh like a input 
Jack in and out and recording like what that's like and then putting that through like a fill a couple filters and different tempo and stuff like that. So there that's that one was really fun and, and interesting to put together and and um and once everything sort of came together and we were playing it in the room like with that sample in the beginning and I uh, it sort of evolved even more as like a live thing and just like the rhythm of like how we were playing with playing it and the mood of the song is mm -hmm. it's just really I don't know I I think the recording sounds great but I think live that song is like we're really we're really like you know gets there oh, that makes me stoked to hopefully someday when it's safe be able to experience y'all live and stuff because there's like I feel like so much going on within that song and when you talk about the things that you played with and experimented with the sounds that you put into it that was probably the part that got my attention the most because I was just there's so much going on here and I kept having to go back and listen to it again and again because I wanted to capture different little things within my ears of like oh that's such a cool factor that's such a unique sound that was put in here and it felt like it just took me to a different place for a little while you know I don't know where it was but it was sick and I, <laughs> I want to hang out there more you know awesome no yeah that's that's great I love hearing that um yeah, that song is is one of my it's it's a great one. It's one of my favorites on the album. I really I just think everyone, I don't know. Everyone just adds so much like interesting stuff to it. So 100% and like I feel like I love the video for that one too because it kind of starts off with these feelings at least like visually where it's more grounded. You're you're set in Chicago, right? And you slowly kind of have that move to nature at the end, which is so cool to me because of the sound that you're kind of producing as a band here for this song and the way that it visually translates is just so rich. What was it like to get to work on that one? Oh man, that video, that was like during pandemic stuff. So it was wow. a lot of um, trying to do things safely, making sure everyone felt comfortable. Um, I was, we were really lucky. My friend, uh, my friend and coworker, Matt Brown is our, was our camera guy for that. And actually a lot of, a lot of the other videos as well. Um, I think the only video for this, he didn't shoot was the video for projector because that was shot with an iPhone. Um, <laughs> what really? <laughs> yeah. Shit. Alicia, Alicia shot that one with an iPhone. That's whoa okay yeah. that's fantastic it looks like right cinema that's why i'm like oh awesome hey, you guys i mean this is this is a, a camera this is high quality this camera here on this phone is that's a that's an art making device um if you want it to be but uh yeah so that was a lot of like a lot of the the parts where like it was a lot of matt and i going into the, like you know, going out with like masks on into the city, like picking out like places and, you know, trying to find, you know, downtown was much more empty than it ever usually is. So we sort of took advantage of that and tried to find places that we, you know, we really wanted it to feel like Chicago. We really wanted it to like, I don't know, feel familiar to people who are here and also people who, who maybe have never been to Chicago, like giving them like a real sense of like, you know, what the city looks like and, and what it feels like, especially when it's empty like that. Um, so it was a lot of that. And then, you know, we all got together for like one day to shoot that, like in the room thing. And it was really just us four. we kind of like spread out in the, in our practice space as mm -hmm. much as we could. And we had already like, we quarantined a bit, um, like for like the 14 days or something so that everyone felt a little like 
more comfortable, safer. Um, and then it was just Matt, like the camera guy was, he, he was there um, in the room just sort of like shooting it. And then um, after that, we did another day of shooting where it was just Matt and I in one car and Alicia and Brian drive with Brian driving her in the other car and like just drive like shooting Alicia walking through the city and then slowly going more and more out to like the wilderness, <laughs> you know, just the idea of like what, you know, sometimes you have those urges to just like leave and mm -hmm. just go, just walk away. And I don't know what, what like happens if you just follow that urge to just like drop everything and go. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that video at least gave us a chance to see what that feeling could look like in that sense too. And where it takes us is so great. And I loved the cityscape captures because it made me miss Chicago something desperate, you know? And like, oh. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I need to go back. That might be like one of my first places I go back after the pandemic, honestly. Totally, yeah. But, uh, you know, between that and like the shots of nature too, to me, that was so comforting because I realized that this is probably, these are places that are closer to you, but some of it reminded me like particularly like the more swampy marsh area and stuff to me it reminded me of bits of Florida because that's where I'm at and stuff and like for me it's like I get I understood the feelings I feel like that were trying to be conveyed there and stuff of like that rich natural landscape and stuff and it's like it feels like that's such a empty but full space you know yeah, totally. I, I think it is. It's like a space that's very void of it's very, it's, you know, it's a very stark contrast from like very built up urban areas. And mm -hmm. I think that especially like during the pandemic, people who were stuck in in condensed urban areas really did seek out those like open spaces where they could be like safely, you know, in the woods. <laughs> you know, I knew a lot of people like in New York who went to like upstate, you know, mm -hmm. and I don't know. And even here, you know, going out to like forest preserves and stuff, and which is where we shot that. Um, we were really lucky that it, it had actually rained a lot that week. So we had this like beautiful swampy, like, you know, flooded, not even swampy, it really just was flooded. It was just a really flooded area. Um, and it just looked so great. So nice. Wow. Mm -hmm. I love everything about that song and everything you captured in that video for sure. And uh, so, so good. And the last one I want to talk about was actually pretty much the last track on the record, Bags for Life. I loved this song and it felt like there was so much being said musically and lyrically throughout that one. Tell me about this one. That one was um, a lot of the times uh, Alicia's really great at finding interesting internet holes to go down. And for that one, um, it was this idea of what what would like the end of the world mm. be like online um so that sort of was an interesting situation with that one um like being able to think about i don't know like the whole idea of, like i'll be seeing you you know like that whole like that lyric um and there's there's also this feeling of, um, with that, sorry, I, my cat just did something that distracted me. <laughs> no worries. I have, I have pets. Same thing happens to me all the time. 
Yeah, it's just like, what was that noise? What are you doing? <laughs> what have you gotten into? Um, anyway, but that one, that one was like, again, another song that sort of came, uh, came together pretty quickly. But then there were these things were like, well, we really wanted to add in like horns and make it really cinematic and very like big sounding. We really wanted to like expand it. So we actually like found people who played these horns and recorded them and uh you know in the studio and it was just so cool to be able to like bring in some like those other instruments to really give it that like you know gravity I think it really gives it this like intense and drama um that the song really has and um <laughs> being able to sing it was I almost didn't expect to be the one to sing that one I was like I was just sort of like, are you sure? I don't necessarily, cause I, I don't know. I, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to bring the, like, I feel like Alicia has this really beautiful voice. And I, to me, I was like, oh, but with the horns and everything, I just felt like it was, it was like, oh, it's gotta be her that sings it. And they're like, no, no, it's gonna be you that sings it. And I'm like, really? It's <laughs> like, so, um, so for me, it was really, it was interesting to be able to sort of have that I don't know, being able to, to then have to sort of have, it was almost like a challenge for me to figure out, okay, well, what is the sound going to be like? What is, like, what am I, I don't know, what's my mood in this? Like, what, where do I want to go like vocally with this? So that was really interesting. So I sort of like, I don't know, I feel like I kind of tapped into the lower registers to sort of add to that, like, I don't know, that real intensity and drama and like that, I don't know. Yeah, that song is just, it's so big. It just feels so big. And I feel like that um, is the, the perfect ending for, for an album that tackles a lot of really big internal and external issues. Uh, and I think that it's just such a, it's a fitting way to end. I don't think there was any question that that was gonna be our closer. Um, but yeah, Bags for Life is, it's great. And I also just like the idea of like the name, the idea of like, I don't know, this bag, <laughs> basically like because a bag for life is I think what they call reusable shopping bags in the mm -hmm. UK I'm pretty sure um which to me I was just like oh wow it's like this idea of this thing that's like supposed to be a permanent thing but then also I don't know just to, to me I sort of thinking started thinking about I don't know I went on this like thought tangent about like oh but yeah but how many like bags bags for life are like in Mm -hmm. but like trash island in the middle of the ocean now you know like <laughs> that's totally a thing though honestly and yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I, I I love that you consider the, these kind of concepts here and the whole like cinematic weighty ending for this record I feel like just hammers home everything that y'all were trying to say and express throughout the whole record that's why I was like we gotta talk about bags for life just because of that alone honestly because I feel like if anything that's like the epic closer and it's also it feels like in some ways part of your mission statement within this record if you have like yep you're gonna feel everything and it's gonna feel heavy and it's gonna hit and it was so meaningful to have that be your ending well thanks I'm like I'm glad and I yeah for us too it was just like yeah this has to like because you can't like what do you follow that song up with like, <laughs> you know I mean and just like the end, like the the last like lyrics, just being like, "I'll be seeing you," like that. So good. Like, so um, I don't know. I don't know what you would follow that up with. So for us, we were like, "Well, let's not 
let's not try. Let's just make that the end. Um, so yeah, no, it's a, it's a great natural, natural closer. And I think, uh, yeah, everyone was just so talented and I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I'm amazed at how talented my bandmates are a lot of the time, like not, you know, just because I just feel like they put together some of these songs that are just like, so musically interesting. And so like, I don't know, just the idea of like, let's bring in horns is just, I don't know, like something that I, I love about being able to work with other people is like just these great ideas that they come with. So. Absolutely. You're all mega talented, honestly, to be able to shape stuff that's just so dynamic. I'm kind of curious then, what is something you really want your listeners to get out of just look at that sky? Um, I think what I want out of pretty much any, anytime anybody listens to anything is some connection. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever that means, uh, just, I want someone to connect with it and to feel something from it and to identify with it, like something on the album or the whole album as a piece or the videos or something like having, I think that to me is the most important is that, uh, that some, somebody really identifies or connects with the music. Um, I think beyond that, it's sort of like, you know, beyond that, it's, it's a little bit out of my hands. It's like the transaction is finished for me, you know, like we, we made this thing and we brought it out into the world and like, well, that's my work, <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, so. I respect that for sure. Um, you know, you, you mentioned before about how you put out Odd Talk and then you had, you must be new here, pretty close to together with just look at that sky. I'm kind of curious, how do you feel maybe you all have grown as musicians and as a band between these releases? Um, I feel like definitely Odd Talk was this big, it was the first time we had really put together like something that was as cohesive as we wanted it to be. Um, we had certainly had other releases before that that were like smaller, just not, not quite as developed. Um, but it was really this like full thing. Like it had videos with concepts and it had these songs with this like overarching, um, with this overarching concept for the entire thing. And learning how to work together for that purpose was so valuable in being able to fine tune that experience for just look at that sky. And I think um, the things that we released sort of in the in-between were, I like to call them very confectionary. It was very much like a, here's this like sort of light thing (laughs) that we're offering, this dessert offering, um, (laughs) which is why there was like all of the cake theme with, um, with You Must Be New Hair, but uh, that, that idea of like, it doesn't necessarily fit in with the larger idea of this next album but it is like something else that we want to sort of get out there. And um, I think that that was a good, a good progression for us. It was sort of a little bit of like a, not something not so serious before we release this next big conceptual thing onto the world. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think, I think it's really just, yeah, that it just, we've just grown in general as people we've changed uh, in terms of like, who we are and what we, how we handle things, how we handle stress, how we handle working together. Um, 
yeah, I mean, just growth in general is really the most I could say about that. That's so awesome. Um, you know, maybe with that in mind, what's something you want people to know about cancer that maybe they don't know already? Um, we are all not cool. <laughs> <laughs> None of us are. Um, what's just that? I, I, th I think it's just that there's humor. Like we, we are not, we don't like, we, I don't know, but I think that comes across as what, with what we do. Um, there's a, that sense of humor is really the one thing that I, that I think that we really want people to sort of like also see amongst all of this like serious stuff. It's like, I don't know, things are, life is hard and it's ridiculous. And isn't that sometimes laughable? I mean, mm -hmm. that, I guess that would be it. That would be the thing that I would want people to know. Um, also, we take no shit. Uh, <laughs> there's that, but um, but that's yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess those are the those are the things that I think I would want people to know about us. I love that. It makes me want to hang out with y'all for sure. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Well, if, if we're ever able to leave our our states and you come to Chicago, please do let us know. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, you mentioned that, uh, you know, wrapping up your last record and stuff, you had some music that you're working on already moving into basically uh, just look at the sky, but I'm kind of curious, is there anything you're working on right now or any goals yeah. that you have as a band? Yeah, I mean, um, right now we're, we're like getting back into the writing process. Um, we're certainly still very busy trying to, I think this year presented this big dilemma of we're not going to be able to tour. Mm -hmm. and we're not going to be able to like push the album in a normal way so we've sort of been doing a lot of like interviews like this we've done a couple of recorded you know the first session being the audio tree session that that came out last month um mm -hmm. but there's more coming up uh none of it's announced yet but like there we do have a bunch of other like uh recorded and performances and live performances coming up that um, people can watch and um that's been a lot of <laughs> it's been a lot of a learning curve with that like it's a little stressful to do them it's not the same as like performing in front of an audience so a lot of like that stuff so we certainly want to continue to be able to to find different ways and new ways of being able to work around this big issue that we're all dealing with right now um but then also yeah we've just been we want to make like the next album you know even better we want to we want to just keep building up we want to reach new audiences we want to be able to like you know when touring is available we'd love to be able to do a, a larger tour and go to europe and like reach people like the, the point is to reach as many people as we can and um and i think that that's like a lot of just what we're, we're working towards now is being able to to do all of that so yeah <laughs> i love it a lot of exciting things to look forward to with cancer that's for sure <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, fingers crossed, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I always like to end the interview asking this question. If you could play a show with any artists or musicians, they can be currently active or you can bring them back from the dead, who would it be? And you could pick three. Okay. Um, I'd love to play with, I think, Sonic Youth, because people are always, like, talking about them when they talk about us, and I love Sonic Youth. They're great. <laughs> Um, I would love to play with, I always say T-Rex because I think Mark Bolin is just a, I don't know, 
fantastic. But, um, and also, oh, I don't know. The third one is like a deaf one. Um, I think the residents would be cool to play with. They're so weird. <laughs> I feel like Alicia would really like that answer too. So. <laughs> That's perfect. Well, I love all your picks and stuff. And I always like to hear these answers because it's like sometimes I can send vibes out into the universe that some cool opportunity comes your way and you get to keep growing and play a gig with some folks and see where yeah, it that takes would be dope. you. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. I mean, honestly, that's a big thing too. Like, you know, it's hard, it's hard to get those opportunities. Um, you know, not everyone is able to is able to do it. So yeah. Well, we sent the intention. We sent the vibe. We'll, <laughs> fingers crossed and we'll see what happens. I have this happen sometimes like a year later or something. Somebody's mentioned a band on the podcast and then they're like, oh yeah, I'm opening for this band. I'm like, sick. I'm glad it happened for you, you know? So well, we'll let you know if uh, Mark Bowling comes back from the dead and asks us to play show. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear that story. That's for sure. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Nadia, it's been so much fun hanging out with you and talking about everything about Ganser and you as a musician. Where can everybody keep up with Ganser on the internet? Oh gosh, we're on everything. Uh, we're on Twitter, um, Ganser Band, on Instagram, also Ganser Band. There's our website, uh, ganserband.com. We're on Bandcamp, which is the best way to support artists that you like is on Bandcamp. <laughs> like you hear something you like, <laughs> on Spotify, go pay for it on Bandcamp. Um, but that's just the way I like to, to tell people to do things. Um, but yeah, <laughs> like, so we're on everything. We're on Spotify, Apple Music, you know. Um, so yeah, follow us and, uh, and, you know, see what we're up to because we are doing a lot of things. That's awesome. Well, everybody, please make sure that you support Gansar. This band is awesome. Thank you so much for hanging out, Nadia. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been so great. I really appreciate it.
You just heard Ganser. Thank you so much to Nadia for hanging out and sharing all that went into Ganser's new album. Be sure to stream Just Look at That Sky and give Ganser a follow on social media. This is a really awesome band that if you are not following already, you better get on it. <laughs> um, that's it for this week, but you can always keep up with Angry Girl Music, the Indie Rock Persuasion online. Find episodes, links, articles, and more at angrygirlmusic.com. Get in touch with me through email at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com or on Twitter and Instagram at at angrygirlmusic. If you're interested in being a guest on the pod, reach out and let's chat about what you're working on. Pledge your support for Angry Girl Music at the Indie Rock Persuasion on Patreon at patreon.com slash angrygirlmusic. Special thanks to our monthly patrons Molly O'Malley, Kendra Mamula, Carly Commando, John Kitsy, Kitz Miller, Sam Zarwitz, Orlet Tinsey, and Erica Fries. Thanks for listening. Till next time, stay angry and stay in touch with everyone you love. Bye for now. i